Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Stephen St. John, Nate Bucati, Jake Gutierrez, Mike Boddicker, and you. I'm trying, man. Barry White. By the way, for those of you out there that uh, that, that like sunrises, I think this is a nine and a half out of ten sunrise that's uh, going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. See, I saw it. I pointed that out you to you. You did. Thank you very much. You know, I'm a big sun. I got it. It was like Chiefs Kingdom. Oh, boy. You know. Red sky in the morning. Niners take warning. Right. Did Lezak say that? Yeah. He always says, red sky in the morning. Sailor take warning. Red sky at night. Sailor delight. Sailor's delight. Yeah. Red sky at night. Chiefs delight. You know? Right. Niners better be warned. The little practice field very, very good. <laughs> I like when people call them the 40 winers. 40 yeah, winers. Exactly right. <laughs> the old 40 winers. All right, let's uh, let's hear a couple of clips from Travis Kelsey. We haven't heard from Travis Kelsey, at least in the past couple of days on the show. Jake has a couple of clips for us here off the sheet that you gave me. Don't, let me act. You know what I'm talking about. Travis Kelsey. Um, he was asked uh, what uh, what the nerves are like this week leading up to the Super Bowl. Ain't no jitters for me, baby. I'm excited for this one, man. I'm excited for the challenge. I know it's going to be our biggest challenge yet. And, uh, there's no doubt seeping, seeping in. Um, we got a great football team. Uh, and we're going up against a great football team. It's going to be one for the ages. I'm just excited for it. Is this 49ers team better than last year's Eagles team? I think so. No. I do. Nate thinks you don't know what you're talking about. No. I, I think they're better. Why? Just the whole body, the whole team. They have so many, so many. I mean, besides, besides the run defense, I think they're solid all around. They're a very good team. I mean, they are solid all the way around. But that, that remember that Eagles team? We were going into this last year. Best well, pass rush well, in the NFL. Everybody's the greatest. Hell, Baltimore was the greatest yeah. la- uh, last week. So. I think the Niners. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Niners. Oh, yeah. The Niners' offense is better, but that that Philly defense was better last year. Yeah, and and the Philly was, offense was was really good. It you know, was good. You're, you're probably right. Like the skill position guys for the for the Niners. Would you take yeah. Brock Purdy or, or Jalen Hurts? I would take the guys around Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. right. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. if you go by, but the way Jalen Hurts receivers was, would you rather have? Ayuk and Debo and Kittle. Yeah, but it's. I mean, but but the Eagles have good position players. I mean, uh, skill position players. They do, but I mean McCaffrey but, with those three guys. Yeah, McCaffrey is. Yeah, is that's special. the thing. That can make a mediocre quarterback look great. The Eagles had incredible coordinators last year, yeah. and people don't. Yeah. I don't think people understand how much that damaged them. I think you're. You had, 100% had two right. head coaches. At, at the coordinator position that both, I thought, got more out of their teams as head coaches this year than they did, uh, than we expected them to. And then the Colts, that, with Garden Minshew, they should they should have been competing for a playoff spot at the end. And the Cardinals looked better at times. I mean, I thought the Cardinals were the worst team in football. And so, I mean, those are two pretty damn good coordinators that they had last year. I mean, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, that's... And I have to say, like, and the tush push was an incredible weapon. Yeah. 
I mean, it was an incredible weapon. You know that 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 team. I mean, his offensive line was better. Boy, Ooh, that's a that's, that's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's Hall of Famers on both. So, I, I don't know. I I think that Eagles team was slightly better overall than this 49ers team. But this, is this 49ers team? This 49ers team is better than the 49ers team the Chiefs took on four years ago. You like, yeah. you like Purdy or Garoppolo? I, th- I think I think their offense is better. Their yeah. defense isn't they quite as good. They didn't have McCaffrey. Yeah, it's a no. As far as quarterbacks, Garoppolo or, or Purdy, it's kind of a toss-up. It's just the weapons around them. Where does this Chiefs team rank compared to the two Super Bowl championship teams? It's, uh, they got to win it first, but I mean, uh, did anybody expect? Christmas, that the Chiefs would be where they're at after that game. I didn't. No. I mean, I said I wouldn't rule it out because it's Th- that's the thing. It's Patrick and, Mahomes and, that's and Andy Reid. You just can't. exactly. You, you just no matter can't what you look like, yeah. you never bet against Mahomes. How many times did I come in here and say that the last few years? Don't ever bet against Mahomes. Ever. And, and they keep doing it. I mean, they're underdogs. Again. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I have, I have a long list of Twitter. Uh, Responses to me, you know, after the Chiefs would lose, can we can we worry about them yet? Can we, you know, can we count them out yet? I'm like, go ahead and do it. Yeah, go do ahead. Do what you want. Never. And Jake, and, and if you remember, I said, and it's been several several weeks ago, the people need to stop saying that this is the worst team that that Mahomes has been on because it's not. Because this is the best defense he's ever had by a lot. Yep. And so you can't see what they do it, offensively. Yeah. You know, they found the dic- themselves. The, dic- the defense dictates kind of how they play their offense. I mean, it's if you want to use the defense it's as the, their weapon. If you want to say it's the weakest offense he's been on, fine. But don't tell me it's the it's the worst team because this defense is by far the best defense he's had, mm-hmm. and we've illustrated it. This run that they're on is historical. Only three teams since 2000 have given up few, fewer points per game in the playoffs than this team. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 I mean, that Raiders game was such a watershed moment for the team because remember how they lost it too. They gave up two defensive touchdowns to the Raiders in 13 seconds. And it was like that was another of those eye openers. This offense doesn't have to go win games constantly like they did. In the early years of this Mahomes era, they got to put up some points, but the biggest thing they got to do is not turn the ball over, manage, manage, <laughs> manage the game, and that's what I mean. It was so uh, so clear that's what they did in the in the Ravens game. They got their lead. That's exactly. Even we're Mahomes said them. it. Yeah, Mahomes said it. Once I got to that stage, it was about managing the game. Yeah, we're not going to turn the ball yeah, we're over. We're not turning it over. When they needed to make a play at the end of the game, they did. Mm-hmm. We, we've 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 seen teams. That were led by by the extreme of, of one unit being better than the other, right? Like, yeah, in in uh, in, in the Schottenheimer era, I don't know that we'll ever see a defense oh. as good as the '95 mm-hmm. Chiefs defense. And go look at some of those yeah. numbers. Oh, by yeah. the way, they lost a playoff game because they gave up ten points. <laughs> okay, I mean that defense. Was mm-hmm. un effing <laughs> yeah. believable. Yep. But their offense couldn't get out of their own way in the playoffs. And Bono throws three interceptions, and Elliott misses three field goals. And if they would have put Rich Gannon in the game earlier, 
then they would have won the game because they finally put him in on the final drive. They benched Bono. He drives the team right down the field. People will never, I don't know, people put it out of their mind, but how close Gannon was to throwing a game-winning touchdown to Lake Dawson. Um, it just it, it, it was maddening, but that defense was so good. Yep. But it wasn't going to win a championship because the offense couldn't keep up. Conversely, we saw Mahomes' first season as a starter. I don't know if we're ever going to see an offense as good. Right. I mean, what were his numbers? <laughs> but he right. had to, they had to be that good, right? They were they were spectacular. Yeah. Right. I mean, they scored fifty one points on Monday Night Football and lost. Lost. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's yeah. pretty hard they, to do. They, yeah, score fifty one and lose. They were unstoppable. I mean, in in the second half of the AFC Championship game, but they, but they lost because the, the defense. Just wasn't going to get a stop. Yeah. It just wasn't. Gonna, it wasn't going to happen. And the one time that they did, uh, D Ford lined up <laughs> in the neutral zone. But, but the point is, we, we've, we've seen you know, that this year. Right. But that, okay, is that offense as good as, as you know? Is this offense as good as that offense? Hell no. But my God, how much better is this defense? Look at this defense. And, I, and I, again, two. All pro level corners, the best cornerback tandem in the NFL, and one of the best in franchise history. And that's saying something when you talk about James Hasty and Dale Carter and Albert Lewis and Kevin Ross, yeah. Emma Thomas, and some of the great corners we've seen play for this football team. This is they're right up there. These these two, Chris Jones. Where does he rank amongst the greatest Chiefs defenders in in the modern era? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be foolish enough to sit there and try to compare him to Bobby Bell and Buck Buchanan and, and guys like that and Willie Lanier, you know, those front Different seven. Is, is, is it ridiculous players. to compare him to Neil Smith? No. No. You can say he's better than Neil Smith okay. if you want. Yeah. And I'm not going to argue he's with you. He's better than Neil Smith. I was going to say Neil Smith kind of. Neil Smith is so good, but Neil Smith won his title somewhere else, yeah. you know. And Chris Jones has already won two here. Okay. And, and, yeah. and played played a big role in in the playoff game that got him there last year, in the Super Bowl the first time, you know. In, since, since the, we'll just say since the beginning of the Schottenheim era. Which, which is which is a good chunk for most of us, right? Right. We can grasp and remember who's the greatest, you know, front seven player in that era, Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So then remove Derek Thomas. Who's next? I would say Jones. Is it Chris, Chris Jones? Jones. You got Neil Smith. You yeah. got Justin Houston. You got I me. Mean, there's there's some you know Jared Allen was great. Yep. For a stretch, but then he left. Yeah. Chris Jones. Yeah. Now he he had my vote second. Yeah, behind Derek Thomas, There's Jake. Yeah. Jake looks like he's in agony trying to think about this. It's a legit. I mean, right? You don't. It, your answer doesn't have to be Chris Jones, but Chris Jones is in the conversation. He's in yeah, agony no, all the time. Jared Allen just wasn't here long enough. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was a beast. But I'm just saying he was while, while yeah. he was he was he was great. Oh, know? he was. Yeah. Yeah. He was awesome. All pro. Right. <laughs> but yeah, probably Chris Jones. And then you think about. You know, linebacking groups being able to put together talent like Nick Bolton, Drew Tranquil, and Willie Gay, and then throw in Leo. 
I don't ever feel like Derek Johnson ever had real help around him. Derek Johnson was fantastic, right? Yeah. They were always looking to try to put somebody next to him. I mean, the, the safeties have been terrific. Just you know, and then and, 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 the then, thing is, uh, and then then you take it to okay, who's been the best defensive coordinator of all those years? Spags. He, I, I go with a guy that's won championships, and he had, he didn't just win a championship here. It's on his resume that he beat at the time the the highest scoring offense in football when that team had no business beating the Patriots, and he was the architect of that defense of the Giants. Yeah, I mean the. the that's maybe the biggest strength of the team is collectively how they execute the defense, right? Like they've got the individual players that you're talking about, but and that's the other thing about the secondary we talk about because I feel like there were there were defensive backfields that the Chiefs had in the '90s that you mentioned where the starting the two starting corners were incredible. When you got to the next guy, there was a fairly big drop off. I feel like the depth that they have at corner right now. With guys like Josh Williams and Jalen Watson, those guys come in, and you know, and, and Shamari Connor at safety, like the depth they have is incredible. I don't know if I've ever seen something like that, and so much of that is about the system and the way they. Uh, I guess you could you could say Bill Cowher, defensive coordinator for the Chiefs in the mm-hmm. early nineties, would be the would be the next would be the only guy I would put in Spags category. Was he a better defensive coordinator? I don't know. He better head coach. Yeah. I, Spags has been incredible, and to your point, like that, it'd be one thing because they they talk going into the season we could be a top ten defense. They're top two defense statistically for the year. They're definitely top five, and the offense has taken a step back, but it's still a top ten offense. It's not like they went from being the best offense in the NFL down to the bottom third. Sorry, this is the best defense in the league. I'm. I'm fine with that. All right, it's it's the best defense. In well, the welcome, welcome to my world. Yes, I'm not listening to anybody else. Yes, sir. That is that is the best defense in in the NFL. I'm fine well, with they, that. They, I'm not they, gonna... they they proved it. Yes. Okay. Right. I mean, take your regular you, you, season. You know, you know, you know all your stats and yep. DVOA. And take them. What, what about that game in week six? I didn't. Uh, yeah. This is the best. Defense talk to in me the about the postseason. Yep. That's why I'm saying that. Absolutely. Okay. And what they did to the three the three best offenses in the yeah. AFC it's not, in the I mean, playoffs. They gave up 41 points in those three games. That debate is over. Ten points in the second half. That debate is over. Okay. The, and they're the, the number one defense in the 49ers. That's exactly right. So you can't say this is the worst team the Mahomes ever had. when It's it's one of the best defenses in Chiefs history. And it is. Which is it's stunning to say that. Because for so long, the Chiefs' identity was defense. Defense, defense, defense. You look at, I'm just looking at some of the Rob, just giggling. And so, even like 1990, Dan Saliamua, Derek Thomas, Neil Smith, Kevin Ross, Albert Lewis, Bill Moss, Dino Hackett, Leonard Griffin, Deron Cherry, Percy Ooh. Snow, Mike Bell, Lloyd Burris, Lloyd Burris, J.C. Pearson, Kevin Porter. I'm a young Dan Saliamua. I, I, I just give you a list of ass kickers. Yeah. And some names on there that you know you you forget about. They were depth, but they were badass players. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the nineteen ninety Chiefs, and that was when and, and that was when defenses could actually hit people, 
and and play aggressive. I mean, because they were they were an overwhelming defense. You know, they disrupted. They don't talk bad about this. Bill Moss come in and whip your ass. You talk bad about this defense. I'm just talking good about <laughs> it. I know, I know. I see that look in your eye. My point is, they they were they got you more excited than this defense did. You know, even though this defense this defense is incredible, it's different. It's a different game now. And how can this team ever be known? for their defense when Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. You know? It's kind of like what you said earlier about Bobby Wood Jr. He'll yeah. never be the biggest star. This defense will never be the biggest star in town as long as Patrick Mahomes is quarterback, even though the defense has been better than the offense this year. Oh, here, okay, here, here's here. Let me throw some names out from the 95 defense. We forget about some of these guys, right? James Hasty was effing oh, he incredible. Was that dude. Love that dude. Mark Collins. Was yeah. fantastic. Tracy Simeon was a stud. Anthony Davis was badass. Yeah, he was. Again, Dan Salimua, Neil Smith, Derek Thomas, Martin Bayless was underappreciated. William White, Dale Carter, Dale Carter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just you know, that, that's that's just my point. Man, Vaughn Booker was pretty good. Joe Phillips, for what he did, yeah. was a stud. Yeah. A stud. Yeah. A beast in the middle. It, it, it's just, I'm saying this to lift this defense up even more. And when I tell you that this is one of the best Chiefs defense I've ever seen, that means something. Yeah. That means something to me. Because you appreciate the history. It's uh. And we, we talk about, you know, when we talk to those guys, oh, if, if you just imagine if they had gotten to have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball, how many titles they won. Shoot, if they just had Harrison Butker in 95, who, who knows? That, what are you bringing that up for? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like they, didn't even need, they didn't even need Patrick Mahomes. They just needed Harrison Butker. Somebody to kick a couple field goals. Yeah, just, yeah. just get, get through the uprights for us. Let's see. You, you will not get this. The 97 defense, right? The loss to the Broncos in the playoffs? Yeah. yeah. Who led that defense in sacks? So that means it wasn't uh, Derek Thomas. Nope. 1997. You'll never get it. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I, it was Keith a, Trailer wasn't on that team, was he? It was a big deal because... The Chiefs. He was. He was much like Neil Smith. Went from the Chiefs to Denver. He went from Denver to the Chiefs. You just won't. No. Okay. Dan, from Dan, Denver, Dan Williams. Dan Williams. Yeah. Dan oh Williams. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he went no joke. No. Double digits that year, right? Ten and a half. And DT had nine and a half. Ah, I wouldn't have got it if you didn't say the Denver. No, I like, forgot about that, dude. The, the 97 defense, because, again, we forget some of these names that were, were so instrumental. Donnie Edwards Great and player. Anthony Davis and Jerome Woods and Reggie Tung and James Hasty and Dan Tung. Williams and Mighty Mouse Mark McMillan. And there's a lot of names in there. John Browning, Derek Thomas, Wayne Simmons, Joe Phillips. Dale Carter, I man, mean, Woods you know. and Tongue, dude, those those it's guys. Good safety, yeah. Tanner. Young, yeah, yeah. You guys crushed on the back. Oh yeah, man. I mean, I just and then this and this 
this defense takes a backseat to no one. It just doesn't. And that means something. Mike Bowder, don't let him downplay uh, any I, athlete from the 80s I, and 90s. I'm, I'm way, I, I mean, you've right. got him where he can't even talk. How right? did I? How did it I? Meant something to me. <laughs> I, hey, he can't even talk right I now. I respect what professional athletes like you accomplished in the 80s and 90s. I will never dismiss it. I won't. No, all the guys you were talking about, they were all studs. They were, they were great players. Yeah, fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, this is this defense is special. There's no doubt about it. Will you come out, will you talk about the 80s and 90s, the Tequila Harry's tomorrow, people come yeah, out? Yeah, sure. About, you know, about the football or the baseball? Anything. Oh, okay. Will you tell Boston Red Sox stories? That's what that's what people want. Oh, really God, no. Why not? No, I, I'm trying to put all that out of my that's mind. That's what Jake well, wants. Literally, I'm, I'm, I'm at the age where it's not far from just leaving my mind. So, no. Yeah. That's why we need more you to. Wade Boggs stories. Yes, just yeah. share more about Wade Boggs. That's all. Tequila Harry's tomorrow, all day? All day, man. We'll do our best to get out there for dinner. Uh, if you can, dinner. great. Yeah. If not, don't worry about it. I mean, oh, we'll you guys be... you guys got things to do. You're, you're, not really. You're, you're people that are, people want you. They want you there. Uh, I'm going to be. Uh, I'm gonna they be, want me to leave. Right. I'm going <laughs> like, to need some trouble. I'm going to be so sad because it'll be the last. I did not. I'm very happy. Something I'm very proud. I did not miss one second of her basketball season. And now, like. I, I see, I see the my, tweet. I see the tweets. What's my, the, on the Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. I see all the stuff. My wife shows me. Like, hey, look, Stephen's on there. Now my social calendar is yeah. over. So, but hey, now basketball dad, not track dad. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Julia. So, if you would please uh, leave us with your official prediction, give us a score that Jake will use to influence his bet on DraftKings Sportsbook. Chiefs twenty-seven, Forty-Niners twenty-one. Twenty-seven, twenty-one. That's what I said yesterday, Bodiker. Did you? Yeah. Did you say that because you already knew that that's what his prediction was? I'd read his mind. What's the over-under? Uh, 50? So that's under. That's under, yeah. All right, Mike Boddicker says under. The yeah, defenses are too good. Pretty tough. 27-21, we'll take it. You Go. betcha. I'll, ta- I'll take anything as long as the Chiefs yeah. are on top. Yep. Go One to point. Tequila Don't Harry's care. tomorrow and spend money, and a portion of the proceeds all day long will go to the Boddicker Family Foundation. Over under 47 and a half. Oh, you're right on it. Right on it. Right. You give him no help. Mike, thank you, and hopefully there's going to be a lot of money raised out of Tequila Harry tomorrow. Yeah, come on, have some fun. I mean, you, you never know who you're going to see out there. Bloom is going to be there. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Bloom, is, Bloom is everywhere in this yeah, town. Yeah. <laughs> he lunch, is. Lunch, he lunch is. or dinner? Yeah. He said dinner. Yeah. Okay, dinner. then. Yeah. yeah. The, odds are, the odds are going up for me. Yes, no. <laughs> All right. That's it. We'll take a break. Back after this on WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hi, I'm the lead singer of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. I'm here with Nate Bucati and Jake Gutierrez. On this Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. Now let's check in with Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com. Matt, good morning. How are you? I am relatively well for 5.30-something in the morning season. How about yourself? Um, you know what? I'm hanging in there. And you got, uh, you're got you going to catch a bus pretty soon. What's your schedule look like today? Um, this is going to 
kind of lightish day, uh, so it's kind of catch-up time for me a little bit. Um, we've got the, the Chiefs media availability at 8 o'clock, so yeah, the, the shuttle leaves at 6.30, um, and I have about a good 20, 30-minute walk from there, so that's my first adventure of the day. Um, and then after that, the schedule's relatively clear today, so the Chiefs, with their early availability, kind of doing, doing me a favor this morning. So I've had more than one person, and I'll be honest with you, you could put me in this group as well. Uh, but I, I have my best friend who lives in St. Louis, uh, text me, and he's, 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 he's sad that he's not going, but he said it, it feels weird because this is the most confident about any Super Bowl that he's felt. And he's kind of like me. We're always real like nervous Nellies and all oh, this could go wrong, that could go wrong. And, and, and he, he said it just... He just he feels super confident that the Chiefs are going to take care of business, and honestly, I mean I do too. I mean I have a, I have a you know a respect for the Forty ers but I think uh, the coaching advantage Andy Reid, quarterback advantage Kansas City. Kansas City has the better defense. I know that's very difficult for some national pundits to wrap their head around, but the Chiefs have the better defense, and the Chiefs I just think overall right now. Are, are just they're on a heater, man. I mean, the 49ers have shown vulnerability, and the Chiefs, their defense has been dominant, and they just went back to back and won in Buffalo and in Baltimore. Am I am I goofy for being so confident in what the Chiefs are going to do on Sunday? No, I don't think you are, and I I don't think that you two are alone. I think there's a a, a lot of feeling like that. I'm certainly from at least the fans that I've interacted with, you know, and certainly throughout the season as far as what I would call the tone or my barometer of, of Chiefs fans, um, I mean, clearly, I mean, there's a reason for the confidence that you've, you're now one of only two that can win the Super Bowl left, but I don't think anybody's confidence has been this high this entire season until now. Now, it just seems like uh, everybody thinks that this team can pull this one off, and it's not, you know, close, um, and, and for all the reasons that you really mentioned. The the two things that I think stand out, I mean, one one's in the Chiefs' favor and one's to me the 49ers and is the X factor. But certainly, like you said, the Chiefs are playing the best football right now. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The last five games have been pretty impressive as far as just what they've done offensively, as far as protecting the football really since that Raiders loss on Christmas Day. This has been a different team, and it's closer to the one that we saw go 6-1 and one to open the season. And the defense, especially in the playoffs, has been absolutely lights out. And I'm with you as far as the Chiefs have the quarterback advantage. They, Even though George Kittle is really, really good, I'm still going to give that check mark to Travis Kelsey. That's right. Um, yeah, I think receivers, you'd certainly give the check mark to the 49ers. But defense, you're going to give it to the Chiefs, I think, by a nose. Um, but because 49ers are pretty good too, but then there's Christian McCaffrey. And that's the one guy that scares me the most is, you know, looking at the Chiefs' chances in this one because that's the one guy that can wreck your game plan if you're Steve Spagnuolo. Far be it for me to tell you your business, but uh, you said X Factor. I don't think he's going to be there, Matt. I don't think you need to <laughs> I hope not. worry about him at all. I don't. Uh... You don't want him in Vegas. Yeah, that, raised Nate, that raised Nate's eyebrow. Yeah. Uh, eyebrows over there. So X Factor in Vegas sounds like a bad combination. You know, and I know, like, Nate has been, has real big, been big on how that last week that Kelsey decided to sit helped him so much in the postseason. So then, with another bye week, what version of Kelsey are we going to see now? I mean, he's, he's, he already just was. 
I mean, in those games back-to-back against Buffalo and Baltimore, it looked like Vintage Kelsey. Now a little more rest uh, and another two weeks to prepare. I mean, you're right. Kittle's Kittle's great, but he's not Kelsey. And I think we're going to see another dominant performance from 87. Yeah, and I think certainly just giving the vibes that Travis is giving off this week is that he feels that way. I don't think there's any doubt that this is the best you know, looking I've seen as far as Travis mood-wise, I think, all season. Uh, and I think there's a legitimate reason for that. I mean, he's been hurt all season. Uh, you know, getting the, the knee injured before week one just really fouled up his entire year. And I don't think he was ever 100%. He's probably still not 100%, but I think he's closer to it now than he probably has been all year. And you think about, like you said, I mean, he's had two weeks off out of the last five with uh, week 18 and just, then just the playoff games. I mean, that's that's legitimately important when you're a guy like Chelsea at this time of year and everything. So I think there's a reason why he's looking maybe a little more spry this week and uh, has a little bit more life in him. And I think he also enjoys, you know, the, even the antics and the nonsense of Super Bowl week. So maybe it's just kind of in his element and he's having fun and, you know, he, he, he knows that Taylor's going to be back at the end of the week. I don't know, but he seems like he's having a really good time this week. And this is a tough matchup, right? Like the the linebackers and safeties for the Forty ers are pretty good. I mean, how do you how do you see that matchup unfolding for Kelsey? Because I think a lot of us expect him to have another big game on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, and you know, part of it is that hey, the Chiefs are going to throw Kelsey the ball. I mean, man, Mahomes is going to do that, whether it's in the play design or whether it's just that's the only guy that he trusts at that particular moment in that particular play, he's going to throw him the football. And I don't know. I mean, from what we saw in the Ravens game, I feel like right now Travis Kelsey is in one of those beast modes that I don't know if it really matters if there's somebody on him. He's going to see if there's two guys on him. He's going to figure out how to get open. He's going to make some plays right now that – just not many other guys. Maybe Kettle on the other side is one of those, but not many other players in the league can make. And I, that's going to be part of it. I mean, there's no doubt. They're going to give him a lot of attention. They've got some good linebackers, good safeties that can cover him. I still think they're going to have to if, – if they have the hubris to go and play Travis straight up one-on-one, um, they're going to pay for it early. And then they're going to have to make some – but if they do, that's going to be Travis's time to, to make some hay. And once they if they do that, they make some adjustments, or even if they you know, double him from the very get-go, that's when other guys have to step up. And, yeah, it's been Rasheed Rice. You've been able to run the football with Isaiah. But you also, if you're going to win the Super Bowl, the Chiefs, you're going to need somebody else to make a play. It just can't be those three guys. And, obviously, Marquez has had a couple of those moments. But if the Chiefs... Chiefs have a, have a win. I mean, to me, I, you're going to be probably looking at one of the biggest plays of the game is going to be made by somebody who's not one of those three. Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com is our guest. All right, Matt, uh, based on what Andy Reid said yesterday, um, I mean, I, I would expect Willie Gay Jr. to play, um, and Jerry McKinnon and Joe Tooney not to play. Uh, is that accurate? Yeah, that's what I would expect, too. And I feel the same way after talking to Willie Gay at opening night. Um, talking to him and asking him if, you know, how what the neck and he swirled around the neck and moved it around to show that he, he's 100%. And he, he's told us that if he had played in the AFC Championship game, feels like he wouldn't be healthy enough for the Super Bowl, that he would have re-injured that neck, that it was 
for the better that he was held out of that game. Uh, with Joe Tooney, yeah, the way that not only, you know, Andy talking yesterday about him, but even when I talked to Nick Allegretti the other night, Allegretti, you know, gave off the vibe of the, and the attitude of a guy who's starting the Super Bowl on Sunday. So uh, I think all those things, I mean, but there's odd things. I mean, they're putting Joe Tooney on the on a podium today which is very unlike the Chiefs to you know, make prominent that much a guy who's hurt. Now, I know that it's also because they trust him not to say anything and not to do anything you know, crazy, so that's part of it. But everybody's available today, and the, the Chiefs can't hide him because the NFL doesn't let you do that with guys that are injured at the Super Bowl. Everybody's got to talk. But I'm still a little surprised that they're putting him on a, on a riser today. So the um... – the the overall offensive line versus the defensive front of the of the 49ers everybody talks about how they're going to be able to or they're going to need to slow down Bosa how do you see that playing out in the game yeah i mean that's got to be the number one focus I and mean, the chiefs have had that challenge the last few games there's always been that one guy on the line that you have to focus on and i get it some of us will say hey the 49ers have a good pass rush across the board did you got to be worried about some other guys i'm not um i mean you look at the numbers and hey the the 49ers to get a lot of their pressures they do have to blitz i mean that front four isn't as scary as it was in 2019 in super bowl 54 it's a, a less established group, and it's also older. I mean, Justin Hargrave is an older player, and I think you have seen, you know, with these guys that, hey, if you get 30-plus, your production drops off during the season. It's just natural. So I don't necessarily think that he's going to be playing his best football. Um, Bosa is the one player who's the, the most special that you have to worry about. And, yeah, I mean, your tackles, I think you, you can't necessarily rely on them being in one-on-one situations. But – uh, the Chiefs, I just don't know that they have to worry about anything else, I mean, especially without Gretty at his spot at left guard. I mean, if, if Bosa's lined up over there, I have no qualms whatsoever about shading Allegretti that direction to give Donovan Smith some help and then completely trust Creed, Trey. Um, uh, I would trust Juwan Taylor with whatever matchup he gets on that side. So we'll see what the Chiefs do, but I think that they can handle that. If they can handle Bosa, then I think they can handle the, the 49ers' pressure. I don't think the 49ers will be able to handle the Chiefs' pressure. What about you? Uh, that's the plan for the Chiefs. You absolutely know it. I mean, this is not that the tactics are going to be sophisticated, but the scheme is not going to be. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo has a pretty much general game plan for everything. It's just how he goes about it that differs. But what he's going to try and do is win on first and second down, so on third down that they can go after Brock Purdy. And if they can do that, Chiefs defense is going to hold this team down. The, the key is just going to be making sure that McCaffrey, I think, doesn't gouge you too much on first and second down. You know you're going to give up some big plays on occasion, but you're going to have to win on back-to-back downs at some point to get them in third and eight. And that's when you are going to have to make your money. And, no, I, I think Brock Purdy is going to see things that he's never seen before. Um, I, I, he's had a couple of rough games. I don't think he has been his best in the playoffs. And I don't know. Hey, he's a young guy. Maybe the pressure is a factor, too. But I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, the, the Chiefs are, are going to show him, I think, probably speed and, and moves and, and tactics that he just hasn't seen before. And that's going to be the real challenge, I think, for the 49ers offense. Well, how's this game going to play out? And uh, give us your prediction for the final score, please. I'm still working on my final score. but Damn it, here's, Matt. Here's the thing. I'm just I'm trying to, to figure out if I just have my, my confidence in this team meter too high. I'm kind of like you. 
Uh, I feel like that this team can put up a few points. I don't I don't think this game's going to be a shootout in the 30s. It could be, but I just feel like these defenses are too good. Uh, we'll find out how the field conditions are, but I, I think that they're going to be relatively decent, if not, if not better than that. So I don't know if that's going to be a huge factor, like maybe it was last year in the Super Bowl. But I, I'm just trying to convince myself that the Chiefs defense is going to give up some points, and I just can't do that right now. I'm, like I said, I'm trying to talk myself down from an overconfidence level in this team, which usually you know curses this team. So I probably should expect a closer margin. Maybe I should do that later in the week just to, to, to help them out. But <laughs> right now, I'm thinking something like Chiefs 23-10. I'm, I'm back confident. Mm. Wow. I like this confident Matt Derrick from yeah. ChiefsDigest.com. All right, Matt, go catch that bus and have a good day, all right? I appreciate you guys. Take care, brother. That's uh, Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com. We'll be right back after this on WHP. Coming up on the Border Patrol, we're going to talk to ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington. Also, Todd Lebo, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas. We're also going to bring on Chiefs Hall of Famer Deron Cherry just after 9 o'clock. Mike's got this. Mike's got picks at 9.30. We had to make a last-minute change because we had Matt Beasler coming in studio uh, today, but we had to tell him that Nate lost his bet on Big Monday, and they can't talk soccer, and so Matt was going to come in and talk about the World Cup coming to Kansas City and quick preview of MLS and make his Chiefs prediction and talk about how proud he was of Nate and everything else, but we had to pass on that because Nate can't talk about soccer. Mm. Um, so, and funny, Matt's schedule now, he's unavailable for the next couple of months, so... so. And big chance there. We we're going to do our big MLS countdown, but now we can't do that. So Nate betting on them Jayhawks can't quit it. <laughs> you know, I'll always, I'll always, you know, bet for the Jayhawks. Shane Summers owns you right now. He does, just like he owns the state right. on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Right. 